The Cold Trail. In this episode, we're going to talk about staying at dead-end jobs, or staying at jobs that just you're miserable at, that you know you're unhappy at, jobs that are killing you, making you sick, all the above. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned because we're getting into it, baby. Uh, If you are new to the podcast, what's up? Salutations and thank you kindly for being here. And if you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? What's going on, cousin? What's going on, cousin? How you feeling? You know, hopefully you can get something out of this as well. Really appreciate you continuing to come back and show your support. I've been seeing a lot of the love online, and it has been crazy, and I'm just very grateful and appreciative. Thank you for returning. In the first segment, we're going to talk about being scared of missing out. In the second segment, we're going to talk about fear of the unknown. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about quitting guilt. As always, these episodes exist because I want to start the conversations, have the conversations about things like this, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, your job or your career or position that you may be in, you know, that's making money for you, but it's something you're not passionate about anymore, something that is ailing you, you can be grateful to see another day because this job is sucking up all the air in your life. These are very important things that we need to discuss because not discussing them set more and more people on the path of ruining their lives, ruining their confidence, and ruining their futures. So yeah, my intention is for this episode to help somebody as always, hopefully my mistakes can light a path a light a path for you and help you out. So let's jump into this episode in three, two, and one. Anthony Legiani said. Dead-end roads don't mean you've come to your end. Just means you need to take a different detour. When it comes to us human beings and us being stuck in a dead-end situation, being stuck at a dead-end job, one of the key motivators in our situation, in anyone's situation or experience, is the money. You know, I think one of the biggest things when it comes to 
you know, overcoming that dead end situation is that fear of missing out. You have all of these financial fears. You know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to take care of myself? How am I going to do all this and do all that? And that overwhelms you. It puts you in a place of putting your pain and your emotions on the back burner. You know, you could, you could be someone that's been at a company for 10, 15 years and you're supposed to be coming up for a review, you know, for a pay raise. And then you get your review and they're only giving you a raise for a dollar when initially they told you that, you know, your raise would be at least five dollars. And you say, maybe next year I'll get a promotion. When I get that promotion to become a CEO or senior level or supervisor or whatever, I'll get that pay increase and everything will be okay. All I need to do is just get that raise or that promotion and everything will be okay. And you get so, you get more and more out of alignment with paying attention to yourself and what it is that you need and what it is that's important to you. Like, yeah, I think I might have told y'all before, but I knew somebody that, you know, was very, very, very miserable with that job. You know what I mean? Very miserable. But the job, I think, had good benefits or, you know, it paid, it paid pretty well or paid well or whatever like that. But at the same time, you know, there was issues with their bonus, with the bonus structure and stuff like that. And, you know, constantly changing it, shrinking it. And the per- I remember the person saying to me that they would be willing to wait another 20 years for retirement just so they can be okay. They would rather wait another 20 years being miserable at this job than try to, you know, crawl out of that situation and figure something else out. And that broke my heart. It broke my heart. You know what I mean? Growing up in our world, it's so easy for us to feel like we're going to miss out. If we give up our job, if we quit, if we do something differently, we're going to be looked at as the outcast. We're going to be viewed as not being responsible. We're going to be viewed as being impulsive and jumping the gun as opposed to prioritizing your mental health, prioritizing your body, prioritizing your being, your energy. You are a person who emits energy. You emit emotions. You give up lots of different things. And when you're at a job that doesn't make you happy, a job where, you know, it's a dead-end job and you're not genuinely happy, then you are giving off bad energy. Your vibration is shrinking. I remember working at a few different jobs, you know. One, I was working at a call center and I was making a lot of money. But the call center was miserable. Everybody in there was miserable. Every day people were complaining all day long. You know, they had the fancy high-tech kitchens. They had like about six or seven different kitchens. You know, the money was real good, but I was miserable. And I remember talking about it, you know, going on and on, bringing this up, talking about this for about maybe a year. And I noticed myself that I was getting tired of hearing me talk about this. There wasn't no action coming. The situation wasn't changing. And people were just telling me to just stick it out and stick it out and it'll change. And the thing that I've learned about people is people will people will watch you be uh, miserable somewhere and not care. And not care because they don't care. But, you know, if, you know, if they're miserable and there's a chance that they can have some company on, you know, with you, then they will tell you whatever it is they need to tell you just to keep you in your spot. I've had to quit uh, quite a few quite a few jobs unexpectedly, just on the spot, rather suddenly, because I saw things that didn't line up with how I deserve to be treated. I saw things line up, you know, that didn't line up with my future and, you know, the trajectory of my career. And I had to make a decision right then and there. 
I've had to call people out and correct people and check people about how I'm not going to be handled or mismanaged. You know, I've had to make some very tough calls and sometimes it's cost me a lot, but it's important to know that you will choose you in any situation. Shahinsha Hafiz Khan said, just because we have nowhere to run, it isn't a dead end. Every dead situation requires us to improvise and improve. Remember, we learn to climb the wall only when left with no place to run. Love this quote. You know, I think it's very relevant to life. A lot of the the best lessons, the deepest lessons, the, the lessons we need the most to get us to that next chapter, to get us over that hurdle, you know, will usually come when we are cornered and we don't have any other choice and nothing else is going on. You know, when it comes to overcoming that cold trail, overcoming that dead-end job, that dead-end situation, a lot of us get stuck in the fear of the unknown, you know. A lot of us become so acclimated to, you know, the misery that we have that we're scared of trading in that misery for a new misery that we don't recognize, for a new stress we don't recognize. So we'd rather stay acquainted with the stress that we know than to, you know, possibly jump into something else. One thing I've also noticed is that we also put way too much trust in a system to take care of us, a system to take care of you and, you know, put you up or, you know, to, t- to hold you down, you know, in a pretty recent, I mean, in a decent fashion, you know what I mean? We put too much trust in companies, too much uh, trust in these systems to take care of us. You know, a lot of us, we don't feel the need to keep our resumes updated. Like, I'm actually updating mine as we speak. There's nothing wrong, but what I've learned between getting laid off, getting fired, quitting jobs, and all types of different things, the best thing you can ever do for yourself is keep your resume circulating. You know what I mean? The best thing you can also do for yourself is continue to interview and check out opportunities while you have a job even when there's nothing wrong. So you can continue to, you know, refine your interviewing skills. A lot of us, you know, get jobs and we just forget about the interviewing skills and learning. And, you know, we stop refining the ability to speak to our experience. And we allow all of that experience and those abilities to atrophy. And, you know, we, we have to build them back up when we get in trouble and it's time to look for something else. And that's not the way it should be. You know, another thing that we need to start doing more is setting ourselves up to be okay. You know, everybody don't always have the income to have an emergency fund for a year. But if you could put yourself in a position to have at least three months worth of rent and expenses put to the side, then if things get tough, you know you got 90 days to make a clap. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you can work up to six months, you know if, if things get tough, you have six months worth of expenses. You got half a year of expenses to function and you can take your time and look for something else. Like, you know, and putting these, these pieces together, I've learned this. You know, growing up, I didn't see, I didn't always see my parents like get these things. You know, they didn't always understand these things. You know, my parents definitely come from that school of thought of, you know, if anybody call you with a job, you just take the job. You know, you don't take it upon yourself to really negotiate or 
you know, or question the person too much about the job. You just say, yes, I'll work, you know. And what I love about our generations, our younger generations, is that our younger generations are creating more and more millionaires. Our younger generations are creating more and more entrepreneurs. Our younger generations are creating companies, million and billion dollar companies, younger and younger. I think I heard about a little boy that's like, not a little boy, but a boy that's like 18 on YouTube with a major company. It's like a marketing company at 18, a billion dollar company at 18. You know what I mean? While being in high school still, like you never know. But I say all this to say that so much that we get so caught up in the fear of the unknown. What will happen? What will be? You know, what will happen if I quit? Will I be miserable? You know, will I be homeless? Will I lose this if I lose that? You know what? I've learned to live life one step at a time. And the thing is, you know, if you're comfortable with being miserable this way, then shut up and make it work. But when you're ready to change, I've learned when you're tired of something, when you're sick and tired of a situation, you'll do the work and you'll make a change. You'll make the scenery change and you'll do the work. I'll tell you this, I've quit hella jobs and I've been without jobs and I've been without money for, you know, you know, large chunks of time. And I've heard people, you know, people that I love, people that love me, supposedly, or whatever, friends and stuff around me talk about bums and talk about people who don't have jobs and, you know, people who chase pipe dreams and, you know, trying to be an artist and all the different things and, you know, people who don't have jobs or people who just quit their jobs unexpectedly as being irresponsible or bums and different things like that. You know what? People just talk. You have to start figuring out, you know, what matters. And what matters is you being happy, you being peaceful. What matters is you being grateful to see a new day because you love what you do. Justin Alcala said, a wise person once said that it's easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. I love this quote too, you know, I love them all because it's very important to kind of piggyback the previous, um, off the previous segment, you know, with uh, previous, well, younger generations creating more and more millionaires and billionaires and different things like that. A lot of them off YouTube and different things, you know. And I say this to say that Growing up in our world, depending on who you're around, you know, people will shower you with quitting guilt. And quitting guilt is just the guilt that people will displace on you and project upon you when they're scared of you doing something for you. You know, quitting guilt is the guilt that people put on you when they wish that you, they were in your shoes, when they wish that they made the kind of money that you made, when they wish that they worked at the kind of place you worked. When they wish, you know, they drove the kind of car you drive, live in the kind of house you live in, and they see you, and to them, it looks like you're not grateful for what you have because what you have is worlds apart from what they have. But they don't understand that you're in two different chapters. And every now and again, God will bring your, your chapter to a halt, and it's time to inherit a new, you know, reality, inherit a new world. You know, I probably had this five-bedroom home for about probably six, seven years that you've known me, but 
I've come to a place in my life where maybe I'm used to making, you know, 90K a year, but I'm about to go into this zone. God's been taking me to this chapter in my life where I'm making 200 grand a year. I'm about to more than double my income. And I need to be a different person. I need to make different decisions. I need to prioritize myself more. And we all need to prioritize ourselves more. Piggybacking off the last segment, a lot of us grow up with parents that just tell us it's important to have a job and to work. And a man that works, Muslims, and a man that works, eats, and all this other stuff. And the thing is, you have to pick a job that is worthy of you. Understand that when you are interviewing these jobs, you are interviewing them as well as them interviewing you. A lot of jobs, your family, your friends, people will exist in your life and have you thinking that, you know, when somebody, when someone gives you a job, it's the, you know, the least you can do is, you know, walk on, you know, crawl on all fours or whatever like that. Be grateful to have a job or be grateful to make money, of course, but know that your life is your own and how you make your money is important. Because if what you do to make money generates more happiness, if it's in, in alignment with your personality, in alignment with your soul and who you are as a person, then that's going to set you up to generate more good feelings, more good emotions. It's going to set you up to generate more uh, better thoughts, more quality thoughts to, you know, uh, show your subconscious, this is how I want to be treated. This is how I want to feel. This is what I'm grateful for. I want to create more of these kind of experiences. But when you get in those dead-end jobs and you settle into them for long periods of time, you tell yourself and you're telling your subconscious and the universe, I want more of this kind of experience. You know, I'm sticking with this experience for a long time because this is something that I want and you probably really don't want it. You know, we got to understand that a lot of us are raised by or children of, you know, kids of the Great Depression. Like the scarcity mindset is in you know, it's so rampant and it's just so, you know, out there. I remember the first time I got laid off from a job. I think I was about maybe 25. And I remember telling my mom about it. And, you know, I remember her, you know, she was trying to be helpful. She was doing the best she could. But I remember her telling me that a McDonald's around my house was hiring. And I just remember feeling insulted because at that point in my life and my career, you know what I mean? I was making probably three times as much as they were offering at McDonald's. You know, and it's nothing against McDonald's. You got to get your money. It was just I kind of passed McDonald's at that point. So I couldn't go back. I couldn't walk back. You know what I mean? I had my situation set up where I had enough money to be okay for a bit. But, you know, I also, you know, made some important strides in my life. And I wasn't going back to McDonald's. And I remember her feeling like I was being ungrateful to her for sharing that information with me. I remember her feeling like I was being ungrateful and, you know, high and mighty acting like I had a choice of what kind of job I wanted to work. And, you know, it kind of broke my heart a little bit because, you know, I saw them struggle a lot. I saw them struggle. I saw them, you know, have to take every job. You know, you can really be picky or selective. You know, when a job goes bad or it's, you're miserable there, you can't always get up and quit because you got a bunch of kids and your situation just doesn't set you up to choose you. But mine does. And you have to, you know, whether you have children or not, you have to maintain a situation that sets you up to choose you, that puts you in a position to secure the best for yourself. What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the air segment. 
here in the era segment, you know we get down to the nitty gritty and we keep it funky. We keep it honest. So let's jump in. And the first segment, it wasn't the first segment, the first letter is E. Embrace. Embrace that when it comes to quitting or leaving your job behind. You know, that thing about missing out. Sometimes you have to go into a period where you may have to miss out on things. So in you looking for another job and you putting yourself first and finding something better, you may not necessarily be able to be able to go out with the guys to have drinks two, three times a week. You may have to cut back and do it once. You may just have to cut back and not do it. But you are worth it. You know, a lot of decisions we make, we make them, you know, we do it in the wrong way because we don't prioritize ourselves. We don't know that we're worth it. We don't know that we're worthy of our sacrifice. We're willing to sacrifice for jobs. We're willing to sacrifice for families, for significant others and everybody else. But we won't sacrifice for us. You know, we'll make up every excuse in the book to keep from sacrificing for ourselves, to put ourselves in a much better position. You know, one of the things that a lot of people are scared of, again, when financial fears can get the best of you. You feel like you may lose your car, you may lose your house. One thing I've learned in life is, if you're not doing something that you passionately love, you ain't got no business buying no house. You don't have no business creating some expensive lifestyle that is going to take everything from you. I know so many people that have two cars, two, three cars, that have a big house, that have a bunch of different, you know, notes on different appliances and different things like that. And you can't quit your job because you need the job, that you need the money this job is putting out. You hate this job, but you need the money to uphold your lifestyle. So it doesn't matter if you like the job or if you're happy with the job. You purely need the money that the job is putting out. And that is sad. That is sad. And to live under the weight of that, I think, is unfathomable. I think I said that right, but you know what I mean. You just got to do it. You got to do it differently. You got to break it up. You know what I mean? Like, I used to allow family members and stuff to kind of, like, guilt trip me for, you know, because I didn't want to work in warehouses. You know, I didn't want to work in warehouses or security. And, you know, and my family were around my neighborhood. Everybody, for the most part, either worked in fast food or you worked in security or you worked in a warehouse somewhere. And to me, all that seemed like, all that was general labor. I didn't want to waste waste away my body and my youth, you know, being in a warehouse or being somewhere, standing up on my feet all day. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to be in the kind of position where I can use my brain to think and use my brain for a living. And I found my way into that. And I'm so grateful for that. So grateful. Create the kind of lifestyle, you know, with an opportunity or a job or something that you love. You know, and if if you're in a position where it's too late and you just have a bunch of things depending on you, paying the bills with this job you hate, find a side hustle, find a passion on the side, find a hobby or something that can re-energize you and refuel you and bring you back to life. Something that can open up a door, something that can, you know, that you could probably make money with and start to take, you know, a little bit of the weight off the other plate and just create a little balance. Anyway, the next letters are... Recognize. Recognize that the fear of the unknown will have you wasting time. You know, a lot of us are just so scared of change. You know, we can sit up and complain for months and months and months and weeks and weeks and weeks on end about a job being miserable, how we hate everybody there and stuff like that. But the moment life wanna come, life brings an opportunity or a job or something like that, your way for you to entertain, for you to think about 
you get scared, you get to acting simple, and you don't know what to do. You know what I mean? And then you kind of get to see for yourself. You might not be as sick and tired as you think you are because we are providing you with options. We are providing you with options that create potential, options that are going to teach you things or show you something you don't know about yourself. It's probably going to feel uncomfortable right away, you know, but you will overcome it. You know, you started, you dealt with the, over the uncomfortableness of this position so you can manage. So stop getting caught up in being scared of change. You know, one of the things I've definitely had to learn over the past 10 years is the only thing that's really constant in life is change. So if you have a bad relationship with change, you need to work on that right away. The next letter is N, accept. Stop, you know, and accept that your life is your own, your career is your own, your money is your own. Stop letting people, you know, displace and project quitting guilt on you. People will try to give you too much when you decide I'm looking for another position, I'm looking for this. You know what I mean? Like I, I had a relative that was trying to do something else. I think they were trying to go back to school or they were trying to look for another position, but their, you know, their spouse, their significant other was, why you just can't be satisfied with what you have? Why you just can't be happy with what you got? Why you just can't be grateful for what you got and all that? And the thing is, people can confuse you, confuse gratitude, uh, being content with advancement. You know what I mean? You can be grateful for what you have and still want to add and expound upon it. You know what I mean? Stop getting me confused with my, stop getting me confused with you and what would be good enough for you. It's good enough for me today and I'm content and grateful for it. But tomorrow I may desire more and I am within my rights to desire more. Know that whatever you do, you are always within your rights to desire more. But understand that you must appreciate what you have already. A lot of us, you aren't moving on and you're stuck in dead-end jobs because you won't accept that your situation is bad, that your situation is dead-end, that your situation is miserable. You're making light of it. You're lying about it. You're hiding it from people. You're hiding it from yourself. And you're taking yourself through all these dramatic links and it's just not necessary. Learn how to be honest. Learn how to tell the truth. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about being trapped in a fantasy, so you don't want to miss that. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a comment and a rating and let me know what you think about this episode. You know, what do you think about it? Are you feeling it? You know, we're going to definitely talk more about these kind of things because they're so important to me. Anyway, I want to thank y'all for supporting the medicine cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Let's get these affirmations out the way. First one, I am strong. I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. I am strong. I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. And the last one, all that is possible is possible for me. All that is possible is possible for me. I want to thank y'all again for supporting the medicine cabinet, continuing to support the medicine cabinet, and continuing to support something I'm very passionate about. You know, I don't take that for granted, and I'm most thankful for your love and support. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day, and you take care of yourself. I'm out of here. Peace.